And we are back for another fantastic episode of the Nick Squared Podcast. I'm sure you guys noticed that our name has changed. We are now the Nick Squared Productions. We're going to do way more stuff than just podcast. That's what we're doing today. I'm your host, Nick. I'm your host, Nick. In case you forgot, I'm Nick. And we're going to do some stuff. So how was your week, Mr. Nick? This week was great. This week was great. This week was great. We, um, we released another uh, little short. Yeah, those are fun. Those are fun. They're goofy. They're goofy. They're fun. Yeah. Um, pretty happy how things are going. What about you? It's been good. It's been a weird two weeks. If you live in the South, um, you experienced what I like to recall uh, southern weather. Um, it was nice and toasty warm, like 60 degrees. Yeah, grilling weather. Yeah, it was nice. I was walking outside with my kids, just you know, t-shirt and, and regular pants on, no need for a sweater. And then it got to, like, it was like 9 degrees. 9 degrees. Coldest temperature I've ever felt in my life. It, it got real cold. Um, and then when you step outside for your first time with 9 degrees, it just steals a little bit of your soul straight yeah. out of your chest. Um, and then three days later, it was 60 degrees again. Yeah. And sunny. Um, so it, it was weird. It, and we had a pipe burst, um, which... Us too. Yeah, that's In fact, everyone I knew. Everybody. <laughs> everybody we knew. Um, so it was, it was weird experiencing that weather. Um, now we're back to sixties and, and sunny and I've got grass growing again. It's like yeah. winter never even happened. Exactly. It's over with. It's over. But I had someone and this, I had someone, a friend of mine from the North go, huh, what do you guys know about cold? What do you know about cold? And I'm like, I don't care where you are on this planet. Nine degrees is cold. Nine degrees is cold. And so I've lived, I've lived in, in Europe. Uh, I've, I've spent a lot of time out in Utah where my family lives. They were sending us videos. I think it snowed like a foot or two feet yeah. in like a three-day three period. They've lived there their entire lives. They have lived in snow their entire lives. And you know what happens when it gets really cold and it snows? They complain about how cold it is and how they have to put all these layers on. Like, Man, this cold's terrible. This cold sucks. I don't want to hear it, but you don't know what cold. You hate it too, northern yeah. people. Yeah, they just they just like posturing. Yeah, because when they came down to visit us, uh, it was a while ago, and it was you know fall weather. It was nice and cool. Yeah, and they did not want to be in our house at all. It was constantly outside, and they're like, "It's so warm." <laughs> oh, just wait. You don't know what warm is. Yeah, you've never been hot before in your life. Yeah, first time I, when I when we when we moved to Georgia. Um, it wasn't the heat. I, I have experienced heat. Um, you know, we've gone out to, when flying out to see our family in Utah, um, it's very short driving. You're in, you're in desert country, and it's just dry, 100-degree heat. So I've experienced right. heat before. I didn't understand what humidity was. It chokes you. I don't understand how we don't have gills right now. First time walking out of the airport, and that just smog of wet armpit hit me. <laughs> I felt like I was drowning, and it's been... 20 years, I still feel like I'm drowning. If it gets was, real humid, it's ugh. Yeah, I was born in the humidity, molded by it, if you will. <laughs> um, I've never, ever gotten used to it. No. 30 years of humidity, it still sucks. It's still. <laughs> and it's one of those things, like, you go outside, and you're like, you know, I'm going to go cut grass. Everybody cuts grass. Yeah. If you've got, you know, it's, it's something, and as a dad, you just feel drawn to cutting grass. You come yeah, off throw those shorts on, throw on those new balance. Yes. Um, 
get to cutting. And no matter what, I love gardening. I love dealing with my animals. Uh, we got farm animals. Like I, I enjoy being outside. But when your shirt just starts to stick to you within thirty seconds of stepping out the door. Yeah. You just raise my fists in the air, and I'm like, I haven't even started working yet. Yeah. I'm just walking. Yeah. We're a weather podcast now. Yeah, we're weather podcast, and, and we're going to be those old men weather podcasts where it's too cold, it's too hot, too dry, it's too wet. We just hate everything. Yeah. We're going to start yelling at the sky on stream. Yes. Could, ooh, yes. <laughs> yes. We're just going to point our fingers and shake our fists. Darn you. But no, so other than that, I went back to work this week. Um, Ooh. been off of work for, uh, for eight weeks. My wife had a, uh, had our third child and I got to spend eight weeks, um, just loving bonding time. Um, spent eight weeks supporting my wife, trying to, trying to you know, help her recover, make sure she was taken care of, just doing everything I could, trying to soak up every bit of joy I could during these eight weeks. Um, and I'm not gonna lie. So I've been doing my job for 15 years, over 15 years. I've been in this profession, um, and I feel like like I am fairly competent in my profession. After 15 years, I feel like I know what I'm doing. I feel like I could do my job. Um, something happened week four of my leave where I realized I had passed the halfway point, and immediately my anxiety flared up. And I was like, I gotta go back to work. Yeah. I'm not gonna remember anything. Everything's changed. I'm not gonna know how to do this job anymore. Like I thought it was gonna be terrible. Um, and I went back my first day and, and I work, I work retail, work in the public and like six hours go by and I was like immediately riding a bike. I remember like what you I never doing. left. Like I never left and it was good. And then, uh, and then I heard the, uh, the phone call uh, or the page went out, Hey, we need a, a manager to pick up on, on line one. And that part of my brain hadn't turned back on yet. <laughs> or you're about to get yelled at over the phone. Yeah. So I'm thinking like it's just somebody with a question. Because right. p- people will call our, you know. You haven't remembered what it's like. Yeah. Like, oh, this thing's <laughs> going great. <laughs> I did. And like nobody was picking up the phone call. And that part of my brain was still in hibernation. And so I'm just bebopping, you know, everything's, you know, sunshine and daisies. And I walked into the office, and people are just looking at me, and I'm just boop doop 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 doo, and I hit the buttons on the on the phone, throw the phone to my ear, and I'm like, "Hey, this is manager Nick. How can I help you?" And this this old guy just immediately starts cussing, <laughs> and it's just like, "You mother bleeping! I want an official comment from your company on blah blah blah," and just starts yelling I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And, and the, the moment the the first tone in his voice hit my ear. That brain, that part of my brain kicked back on. It was like, we remember, we've messed up. It's a trap. It's a trap. You shouldn't have done this. That's why everyone was looking at you like an idiot. And and he starts to go off on why everything was wrong with the world. And I had to I had to physically, first time in a long time, I had to physically tell myself, don't yell back. Yeah. Because eight-week brain was like, who is this man? Right. You called me. Yeah. And you're yelling at me. And he is—he was just berating me. And then so finally, I just said, "Ah, we're going through a tunnel." <laughs> <And hung up. laughs> the store's going through. A tunnel. Yeah. 
it's, it's weird. Technically, we're all in motion if you think about it. We're, we're going. We're going through a, um, a gamma field. Sorry. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's hung up. Solar flares are flaring up right now. And then I hung up. And I just ooh, shook for a second. Yeah. I was like, I remember. Then my back arched a little bit, and I started getting my disheveled yeah. walk again, and my feet began to drag. And I was like, Yeah, I remember. Oh yeah. The- the trombone players showed up. Yeah, yeah. and uh, everyone everyone looked at me and just shook their head and were like, you fool. But one thing that's weird, and I don't know if other people in other professions get this, when you're off for vacation, when you're off for, for any amount of time, even if it's just, you know, you take a four-day weekend and take your family, you know, go see a movie, whatever. Your first day back, I'm, I'd love to know what, what if all the listeners, if they've gone through this, Everybody I saw, nobody asked me how the, or I take it back, very few people asked me how the baby was doing. Um, or if they did, it was predicated with the question of, um, are you glad to be back? Or do you wish you had more time off? And <laughs> who, who asked that? Everybody, they're like, oh, <laughs> I, bet, I bet you're glad to be back. Don't you wish you had more time off with your family? You know, being a being a member of your family with your kids and and they were like like aggressively asking me these questions and I was like, yes, of course I do. Yeah. I don't want to be here. Yeah. I don't. I don't want. I don't want. I'm wanna... here so those people can eat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for those people. Yeah. Um. That, but I feel like those are the same people that when they get into management, they're those people that when we have meetings, like you know, guys, we're all gonna need to stay late tonight. Um, no overtime though, but you know we're we're a family here, and I'm like, no, I'm here no, for no. money. Yeah, we're definitely not a family. Yeah. You're cool and all. We're here for I'm here yeah. for a paycheck, not to socialize. Oh yeah, man. Um, I get to go back to work in a month. How are you? I've been recovering from a surgery for six months almost, and uh, because you went out with with your baby, I went out for my baby, came back. Worked for a little while. My body was like, "Hey, you want to stop?" That was that was scary. Um, yeah, I had to walk you out one day because it was. Yeah, having an amber lamps called on me was. Yeah, that's how we say ambulance. Yeah. We say amber lamps. Amber lamps. Um, that was pretty scary. Well, yeah, but no, they they fixed me up, and now I'm a weakling again. You think um, you're a weakling? Yeah, I I can only lift like 15 pounds right now. Oh, get strong, get swole. You're so weak. That's up from ten pounds last month. Hey. Yeah. So that's gonna be fun going back to work and not being able to do anything. So. Well, I found a uh, I found a, a a secret, and this is this is my secret. I'm gonna share it with you guys. Um, it's for Nick's Fitness 2023. If you want to get in, in phenomenal shape, I found the trick. It's super easy. Please. It's super easy. So, you know, most doctors say you need to walk like 10,000 steps a day to have uh-huh. a healthy, healthy lifestyle. Um, so I had a, an Apple Watch for years, just years. And um, I am an aggressive sweater. Okay. So, and those those Apple Watches say they're waterproof. And, and they are for a time. But then there comes a time when technology is just going to fail. Right. So my Apple Watch failed me um, after a workout several months ago. And I was like, I'm just going to go get a new Apple Watch. Um, then things got expensive. Yeah, they're them pricey. Th- them things three digits, and I don't remember spending three digits on it. So I refused to, to buy it. So I found the trick to walking more than 10,000 steps to get extremely healthy is don't get an Apple Watch. What you do is you go find a cheap Chinese knockoff. You want to yeah. spend less than $8. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's why I got, I got a smartwatch for less than $8. Right. 
and the 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 step meter is so sensitive. <laughs> you get ten thousand steps just sitting in your room and tap it on your desk. So I, all I've done today was ride. I got up, walked around the house a little bit, drove with my wife, take my kids to to my parents' house for school, drove my son to the to his doctor's visit, came back, moved the table a little bit. And according to my $8 watch, I've taken 6,000 steps already. Congratulations. And walked six, almost six miles. Man, that's a lot of calories burned. I mean, I don't even feel like I'm working that hard. Yeah. Um, the other day at work, normally at work on an Apple Watch, I'd get ten to 12,000 steps. The other day, I had 37,000. Oh, yeah. That, that bad boy is, uh, is, is juicing you up. Yeah. So, I mean, I just... I haven't seen a whole lot of movement on the scale yet, but I know it's coming because I mean I'm taking if the doctors say ten thousand, I'm in almost forty thousand steps a day. You're there. You, you're gonna. Man, I'm gonna be Mr. Olympia, 2024. Yeah. yeah, you'll have a six pack soon. So don't 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 worry about working harder. Just get a device that counts weird. Totally. <laughs> and you're fine. Everything's fine. Have we, you? Here's the my big question. Yeah. You taking your Christmas decorations down yet? Dude, I didn't ever put any up. I can't do anything. I can't. You didn't do not, nothing? Not I even think, a lot. Like, no, there was, um, my mom brought over this tiny Christmas tree that she put on a table, and then she just took it off the table. <laughs> she, <laughs> she said, it's so sad here. They bring some joy. This, this place is killing my joy. I can't move my Christmas tree box. She, I just love that she took it back. Yeah. She's like, you don't deserve happiness here. She, no, she took it down after Christmas. Oh, okay. It but, stayed up till the new year because I guess people are superstitious that way. But, yeah. but we, um, we didn't put up a ton of Christmas decorations this year. Um, usually what we do is when Christmas would come pre this year, we would go buy a few new lights. We'd get like a new... I'm not a big inflatable fan. Right. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm just, I've never been a big... <laughs> That reminds me, like, when, when we were kids and we, my parents would drive us around to look at lights, we would always just go, aw, whenever it was just inflatables. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's something. Now, I love the, the part, uh, you know, when you drive by a house that has lights up during the day, it looks like a normal house. You might yeah. see a few lights. But if you drive by a house that has a type of inflatable up, it's a giant massacre. Yeah, they're all deflated. They're all and, deflated and dead. And yeah, it looks just sad. It's messy, really. But then when you plug them in... They rise yeah. from the grave, um, but every year that's what we would do. We'd go get a, like one or two more pieces. I've always wanted to get a Christmas village and have like that huge table covered in the village and all the noise. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I've always wanted that. That stuff's expensive. Quite most people put that together over years. Yeah, and we've we've tried that. We've tried you know one, buying mm-hmm. one little piece here, one little piece there. This year I didn't buy. I think I bought a a, a twenty dollar Grinch flag. That was it. <laughs> I talk about the one you had on your porch. Yeah, so that you didn't have to put your lights up. Yes. Well, then no, no, no. First of all, sir, we have lights. The problem is, is several strands were dead. Right. And so I did the 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 basic thing of look, I'll fix them. So I spent eight hours pulling bulbs, putting bulbs in. Those things are not easy to come out. No. Um, I broke broke several nails. I'm just pulling pulling them out, pulling them out. And I can't get them to, to fix. I mean, I've gotten several strands turned on. I've got several that still won't turn on. Can't figure it out. Um, and so I was like, well, let's go. We bought these at Walmart years ago. Let's go to Walmart and get just, just get new bulbs. Go to Walmart. They don't make that style anymore. Mm-hmm. I guess every couple of years they change the style <coughs> of bulb, how it, it the receptor portion of it. That, yeah. So you can't take new bulbs and put in old strands. Right. They want you to buy new strands. Buy new strands. Um, so I was like, we'll just buy new strands. We found ones that match. 
$54 a box. Chewy. That's something else. For lights. And I'm like, I'm not spending $150 for three boxes of lights to go on my porch. And so I was convinced that we were just going to take our Christmas lights down. Like, there's no outside lights this year. And then my wife walked by the Grinch flag and she's like, I got an idea. 20 bucks, got a Grinch flag, threw all the light, like a third of my front porch has lights on it. And we literally just dropped the other lights in a pile. Yeah. Just a glowing pile and then put the Grinch flag right there so it looks like he's hanging from my porch. And it looks like he's taking lights on. Yeah. All the neighbors loved it. And they're like, that's so smart. I'm just like, yes. Yes, I'm very smart. Yes, we did this on purpose. We didn't waste eight hours of our day playing with little blinky lights. Yeah. So. Oh, that's funny. No, we've started taking Christmas down. It's it's weird. Um, you know, we enjoy we we're, we're big Christmas fans. We enjoy the holidays. We watch Christmas movies. We did a Christmas episode for the we podcast. Did. And it, I feel like for months. And Christmas gets earlier every year. I know Hobby Lobby has it up in like June. Yeah. But like by October, you got Christmas decorations showing up in stores. For sure. Yeah, October, November, December, Christmas, 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 Christmas. And then it feels like January 1st. It is trying to wipe that memory yeah. from you. So Christmas we, isn't real. Yeah. Valentine's Day is. Yes, Valentine's Day is now real. Um, so we usually try to leave our tree up a little bit, but now it's to the point where I see it and I go, oh, Christmas is over. Yeah. I've, I've, I have no joy left in my life. Not till next year. So we're, we're getting we're getting ready to take it all down. We're, we're slowly, slowly taking it down. Um, now, Valentine's Day, do you do anything for that crap? Um, the only thing I do... Um, my daughter likes stuffed animals. Yeah. So I'll make pancakes in the morning. But I always do, but this time I just make them heart-shaped and dye them pink. Oh, you are so nice. Yeah, I'm, I'll always, I make pancakes anyway, yeah. but on that day, I'll dye them pink and do a oh. heart shape, and I'll make some strawberry um, whipped cream yeah. from scratch. Anyway, oh, my goodness. Yeah, sorry. Um, Ladies, calm down. He yeah. is taken. Um, and I'll take my daughter to the store, let her pick out her a stuffed animal, and let her pick out her mom a stuffed animal. I'll do that, but as far other than that, that's it. Um I usually try to um, do Valentine's Day once a week. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Ladies, stop commenting. <laughs> He's taken. Um, have you ever gotten hate for not going big on Valentine's? No. Really? No, Ariel, my wife is... No, not from her. Oh, from... From other people. No. You? Yes! Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't advertise my, uh, my stuff out there. I no, guess. but so Amber used to. This happened at work. Again, you work in the public, right? Is uh, people would would you know go to work on Valentine's Day mm-hmm. um, because it's not a real holiday. Um, so you're there working, and then people who have like a boyfriend that they've had for like two weeks or their eighth boyfriend of the month or something, right? Would get you know a, this huge array of flowers. And then somebody would come up and go like, oh, he went to Jared. And they would show off what jewelry piece. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and then immediately they would turn and look at Amber and be like, well, what did you get? And she'd go, well, we don't celebrate. And they go, ugh. Wow. Your husband doesn't do anything for Valentine's Day? And she would be like, look, you were just talking three days ago about how you want to leave your husband and you're sick and tired of him. Yeah, but right. because he got you a piece of, of compressed carbon right. on a, on your finger, now everything he's done this year is better. It's okay. Yeah, that's wacky. Um, Be and good to your significant other every day. Every day. Um, and we're, we're better than you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 
But no, we would tell people, even even at church, even in our family, I would explain that, you know, I don't celebrate these holidays that I feel are overly commercialized. Right. Because Valentine's Day is the most No one needs a $200 six-foot bear. No. They don't. They don't. They don't need it. I'm sorry. That's, that's something you have to throw away later. Where do you where do you store that? Yeah. Um, and so we I would see this and I would explain to people that look, it's overly commercialized, it's all about the candy, it's all about spending money, spending money, spending money. And everybody I would tell it to would go, We agree with you hundred percent. And I go, Great, that's why I don't celebrate. And they go, You don't celebrate it? It's like, dude, that we just explained it. And like we we agree with make you. Make a better holiday. Make a better holiday. <laughs> Um, and I, I would, you know, again, working retail, do you know when we sell 90% of our Valentine's The stuff? day after. No, the day before. Really? Oh, because everyone's like, oh God, I gotta. It's all. Ah. You oh will, yeah, it is crazy in there the day before Valentine's Day. You will see people coming in and they will get mad. I need a gift that tells my woman how much I love her. Valentine's Day is today. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I can't get a discount on this? No. Oh. Well, you just ruined my Valentine's. Uh, I did? I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's always personal. It's always <laughs> yeah. personal. But no, we don't celebrate it. Um, we used to get, we used to celebrate it hard the day after with all the candy. Oh, yeah. 50% off candy. I mean, yeah, that's fun. Reese's. Look, I will do things if it's fun. If it's fun. And Reese's taste better in shapes. Yeah. Yeah, they do. You're right. So you get the hard <laughs> shapes, the tree, yeah. the pumpkin. I mean, all that tastes so much better. Eggs on Easter. Oh, man. Yeah. Easter's already coming in. Jesus. It's literally January. <laughs> but let me I get really lucky when it comes to gifts because my wife hates diamonds because she's like super jaded about the the the, the industry. Uh, where, where they People come die. From? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't ever have to spend I don't ever have to buy jewelry one cuz she knows my taste sucks. This shiny, right? You like shiny? This shiny. And she goes no. <laughs> you could save yourself so much money if instead of buying jewelry, you just bought whatever LED lights they use in the jewelry store. Yeah, just make every, just wear them. Yeah, it just, just make, look how shiny Look how is. shiny this is, yeah. Because I've bought jewelry at a jewelry store. And 800 points of light coming off of it. Yes, and I mean, I bought Looks jewelry. like a Silmaril. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Arkenstone. Yeah. Um, I've bought things from my wife where like they give you paperwork. Like that first time I bought like real jewelry where they right. give you like insurance paperwork and warranty paper. They give you like a book to go with this with this ring, and then I walk outside under the sun, and, and I'm like, just, "How does it look outside?" And it's like dingy rust yeah, colored. And I'm like, "What happened?" And they're over there pointing, laughing. It only looks good under these lights, buddy. Yep. So, no, we don't we don't celebrate that. Um, one thing, and you, you brought up gifts. I was completely blown away, and you're going to laugh, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to laugh because I didn't realize this was a thing. Um, the way that, that, that our house works um, is, you know, my wife runs runs all the finances, runs, runs all of that. So um, if we need groceries or something, you know, we'll make a list together, and she'll order everything. She handles right. all, all of the account, all that's through her. Um, so I don't spend a lot of time on, like, Amazon or eBay or anything like that because I don't, I don't buy anything. Um so when we were buying gifts for people and we were trying to get ready for Christmas and try to figure out what we want, we do the, the dance that I think most couples do. What do you want? Nothing. I have everything I want. <laughs> you, the, you, know, you, just, you, back, yeah, you go back and I forth. Know, go back that. and forth. Well, I went to buy, um, uh, I went to buy one of our friends uh, their Christmas. And um, I texted my best friend. I said, hey, hey what, you know, what, what does your wife want for Christmas? Send me a screenshot. Of her Amazon Christmas wish list. 
Whoa, whoa. Bloop and said, hey, this is what's on her, her Christmas wish list. And I said, this is so easy. Yeah. You like just, just boop, I want these these four or five items. These exact, it takes yeah. all the guesswork out of it. And That's I started, good. and I was like, man, this is revolutionary that people make wish lists. Yeah. And when I went back to work, everybody was laughing at me because they're like, yeah, you can share your wish list with your family. And everybody did it. And I yeah. was like, man, I, I would sit around stroking my, my, my face going, hmm, what gift can I get somebody? Had no idea that there's wish lists out there. Wow, yeah, that's that's pretty common now. Yeah, I hate you. Yeah. Every time I think we're, we're past this and I'm going to feel young and hip again, you make me feel like I'm 97 Sorry. trying to figure out, well, where's the cord to my phone to plug it in the wall to make the phone calls work? <laughs> that's, what, that's what I feel like. I feel bad because technology's taken over everything, and I see ninety-year-old people coming to the store to buy electronics, and they're like, "We just wanted to play the VHS," and I'm like, "I feel you, I understand, but there's nothing for us anymore." Wow, you gotta evolve. No, I just always be evolving. I've started really liking Jello, so I'm just prepping for that. You're just prepping, home. okay? Yeah, it's easier for me just to go ahead. And You're decide. what, thirty-two? Thirty-three. Yeah, you need to be young again. Just be young. I don't, You're young. We're young. How long until I can go? Nursing homes sound great. What are you talking about? They're not. People just wake me up and go play bingo. I love no, bingo. It's it's much worse than that. Oh, well, I get tapioca pudding instead of tapioca is delicious. It's all all pudding is delicious. Yeah, I love pudding. Pudding's fantastic. I guess you know. I accept my age. Okay. I mean, just give me a walker. There you go. Sometimes my back hurts. I'd like to yeah. win. Nick's incredibly physically fit. For anyone that doesn't know him, <laughs> <laughs> his body's in great shape. <laughs> Waiting until we go to our first like live video, and they're like, what the heck is this guy? Yeah. Um, Where are those t- he wears shirts that are a size too small for him, so you can see his boobs and his arms. That's absolutely. What's the point of working out if I can't flaunt it? I guess so. So, no, no. I, I, I keep bouncing back in these weird body types where I'll get, I'll drop a ton of weight, I'll cut for like two or three months. Right. And mediums will be like, hey, that, that fits, that looks really, mm-hmm. really good. And then uh, I'll finish a cut cycle for two or three months, and then I'll be like, all right, now it's time to bulk up, which is I get to eat heavy, I get to lift heavy, and I'll put on 20 pounds, and now larges don't fit. Right. And it doesn't help that I'm tall and lanky with and long arms. you already arms. have the, the, the whole... Yeah, so yeah. like my shirt, the shirt I'm wearing now, y'all can't see me, but the shirt I'm wearing now fits me lengthwise, but with guys' shirts that fit me, this is a large, it's fitting me length size, the sleeves are five and a half inches. <laughs> my arms are four feet long, so it literally barely covers my shoulder. It doesn't cover my bicep at all, and it's, and it's not my fault, they just don't make long shirts. There you go. Yeah, you muscly guys are just discriminated against. Yeah, it's really hard, okay? Everyone knows that society looks down on tall, buff men. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. I feel accepted. I feel accepted. But no, so, so working this week, it's taken me away from... I haven't been able to watch a lot of TV. I haven't been able to do a lot of stuff. I'm trying to watch... I think it's called Pale Blue Eyes. Oh, I watched that today. Did you really? So good. Okay, so we talked about this on our movie episode last week. The performances are better than the story. I will say that. Okay. Well, we talked about movies coming out of left field. Yeah. That I came out of left field. I didn't know anything about yep. it. Yep. 
Yep. And one, so they said, hey, they're making a movie called Pale Blue Eyes. It's an Edgar Allan Poe movie. Stop. <laughs> it, it is an Edgar Allan Poe movie, quotation well, marks. Well, they, yeah. said, they said he's in there. And the moment they make movies about writers... Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I thought The Raven was fantastic. Did you ever watch Tolkien's movie? No, with Nicholas Holt? Yeah. No, I haven't. Oh, my goodness. Can't find it anywhere. Right, yeah, that's, that's why I haven't seen it. It's really weird. I'm hoping we find it tomorrow. Yeah. But, um... And it had Christian Bale? Yeah, it did. He was good in it. And the guy who played Edgar Allan I'm sorry, I don't remember. The Big name. D. Yeah, Dudley. Dudley. Um, dude, he has... He has warmed my heart. He's so good. He's so good. And I watched an interview with him, and they were like... You know, you didn't get t- typecast as Harry Potter. And he goes, I did. And he goes, but the worst part about being typecast as a Harry Potter actor is when you don't feel like a Harry Potter actor. Right, because he wasn't. He's like, I didn't go. To he the- met Daniel and that's it. He's like, all my filming was done away from the rest of the cast. Yeah. I didn't get to go to the castle. I'm not a wizard. He was like, it's, I- I'm forever, a, you know, tied to Harry Potter. But I didn't get any of the fun Harry Potter stuff. Right, that's gotta suck, actually. And now, and I was like, man, now I'm hoping for success. He's lost a lot of weight. He looks great. He seems like he's feeling great. Great actor. Great actor. Great actor. Great actor. Um, but, but so, what did you think about the movie? Give me a little. You know, Hell, blue eye. Yeah. Spo- you know, spoilers. 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 People, people have spoilers. Back. Spoilers. spoilers for a while. We're talking about movies for a minute, probably. Actually, every every episode we do, we're we're, spo- we're yeah. spoilery people. Just yeah. so you guys know, we enjoy talking. So, pale blue eyes. I know yeah. nothing of the story. I know Edgar Allan Poe. I know Christian Bale's in it. I, so, so Edgar Allan Poe is a, is a cadet at this military academy. Okay. Um. But this other cadet winds up hung, um, his heart removed, and um. They don't know who did it. Okay. They call in Christian Bale's character, uh, Landor, I believe his last name. I don't remember his first name. He's a he's an investigator, and he's there to investigate the murder. Um. <laughs> you know. I hear you laugh when we're talking about murder. You're like, sorry. I, I'm thinking about how this movie just went hard left. <laughs> um. I'm not gonna go through the whole thing. To, but it, it gets into, you think it's a murder mystery, and it is, but then it gets into, um, they're killing these people for a satanic ritual to keep this woman alive longer than she's supposed to. Oh. Um, yeah, you know, I don't want to spoil it now. Oh, okay. I, I want you to watch it, because it gets so good. You enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, yes. Okay. Um... And we were talking about last episode how like you put something on, you end up playing on your phone. I didn't do that with this. The performance, the performances were much better than the actual story. In fact, I don't think these actors belonged in this movie, but they were there anyway. And Christian Bale, to me, I know, I know he gets typecast as Batman. He does. I think he's actually a very talented actor. I Quiet. think he has because, and this is this is. You know, against the 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 I guess the the popular opinion, um, the Dark Knight series I think is a great standalone series, probably my one of my least favorite Batman series. Really, um, and I say that because when I think of Batman, I think of the 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 wide picture of Batman. I think mm-hmm. of the detective. I think of the member of the Justice League. I right. think of world saving. Yeah, I, th- I think of that. Um, Dark Knight was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was dark. It was very grounded. Very grounded. Very realistic, almost. Yeah. Um, for a superhero movie, um, that Christian Bale's Batman could never be in the Justice League. No. There's there there's no purpose for him to be in that Justice League. Right. 
Um, I, I liked the Batman, even in the cartoons and the comics, that had contingency plans for everything and had figured out everything and was always ten steps ahead, mm -hmm. even with villains when they were like, ha, surprise, got you, and then boom, like, you realize. turns out you didn't get me. Yes. I got you. It's a giant, you know, punchy chess game. Yeah. And I felt like the Christian... He got godded in Dark Knight he got, Rises. Yeah, he got godded, and it was it was it had the punchy. Yeah. I didn't get a whole lot of the gadgets. I didn't get a whole lot of... And it's not just the regular gadgets. It's the weird, funny gadgets. Yeah. The, you know, the bat... The shark repellent spray. It's... <laughs> it, it's, the, it's, that, it's He has a gadget for everything. Yeah. Because he's thought of everything. Exactly. You know, Batman utility belt was huge when we were growing up. Yeah. Besides the fact that that's where he kept his throwing stars. Yeah, you're right. But, but again, and uh, the movies were great for Good what movies, they were. I mean... But but I think Christian Bale. I know he got typecast that, but he lost a ton of weight for the role before. Yep, but but beefed up for that. Beefed up for that, and I think that does a lot when people have to get physically into a certain yeah. shape for a movie. That's not makeup. You right. are becoming this character. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, have you seen the whale? I have not. Brandon I, Fraser. I've only I've only seen the trailer, and the trailer made me tear up. I'm. So I can't wait to see that. Very excited. And I mean, I, I know we've talked about movies, talked about all kinds of stuff. Brandon Frazier. Brandon. Or Brandon. I hope nothing but good things continue to come Me for him. Me too. I love the fact that there's this resurgent in, in him. Because, I mean, as a kid, George of the Jungle was, was <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Mummy movies. Oh, those, man, those movies are so good. So good. Journey to the Center of the Earth. Um, I wa I was there for his comic action. Yeah, I know he. I know he has serious movies on top of that. But I was a kid. I was yeah, we were there for that. Yeah, I was there for that. What he was. And he was one of those few people that I, I saw on film and hoped was as good of a person as right. they were. In he real is. Life. Turns out he is, if not better. Yeah. Turns out he's really not a funny guy in real life either. He's super serious. Yes, he takes his role very. Yeah, serious. like that is acting he's doing. Like it's not. It's not like where most comedic actors put themselves in wacky situations, you know? Um, Brendan Fraser is acting like he's a very stern guy. Yeah, I was also... But so his heart is huge. I was a huge Polly Shore fan Yeah, growing up. Wow. That comedy was... He, he's comedy royalty. Yeah. Um, and so I watched, was it Insinio Man, Biodome, yeah. Yeah. Um, Son-in-Law... I loved those movies, and then Brendan came came right into yeah, them. Yeah, well, Polly Shore really gave him a leg up there. So did Adam Sandler, apparently. Yeah, Adam Sandler and Airheads. Yeah, apparently he yeah. wasn't even going to be in Airheads, and Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler fought for him, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that guy deserves everything he gets. I'm, I'm hoping I'm good glad things. he was in Doom Patrol. for You know, he was the voice, but yeah. still. But The Whale, I can't wait for that. Have you watched The Menu? I have not. Everyone didn't even know, haven't heard about this. this everyone all... needs to see the menu. Um, it is, it's a horror movie. I'd call it a horror thriller comedy because uh, okay. Will, Fer <laughs> Will Ferrell and Adam McKay ended their partnership a while ago. Adam McKay is a producer, a director. You know, him and Will Ferrell made a lot of products together. I think they made Talladega Nights and Step Brothers together. They were the executive producers of this comedy horror. Is this comedy horror like, uh, did you ever watch um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil? No, no, it's not like that. Okay. It is It is very deep. It's so deep. Ooh. It's more of, a, this movie is really about the movie industry, and there's a character that Nicholas Holt plays 
that character is just people like us that um, talk about movies, mainly Star Wars fans that are like, you know, they're like all griping about that movie that you couldn't make that movie, you know? No, you no. Know? But that you it, watch the menu, the menu blew me away. I'll have to watch it. And one thing, um, where is that? Well, first off, where's it on? HBO Max. HBO Max. Menu. Yep. The menu. The menu. Ray Ray Fine is the main guy there. Anya Taylor-Joy, who apparently just gets to be in every good movie, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was talking to somebody. uh, One thing that's been really weird, so, you know, being a writer and, and, and putting books out in a community that doesn't really read, Mm-hmm. I've only ran into you know a few people in in, in day to day lives that oh I've read your books because um, not most people in my in my circle doesn't read you right know, they, they're not they're not they're not big let me go out and find a new book to read um, but since we started this I've had a lot of people approach me they've watched our, our ads our commercials they've watched these episodes they listened um, and somebody brought up a comment about Star Wars where they were like you know when you think about the new Star Wars movies it's very easy for us to sit back and go we would have done it different. Right, but they were standing or looking at a blank screen, mm-hmm. and had to go from scratch. Yeah. My argument to that is, why didn't they? Why didn't they upload George Lucas's scripts? Right, <laughs> they didn't have to look at a blank screen. There's a lot of uh, content showing what happens after Empire. I mean, after Jedi, tons of books, tons, tons of, of books graphic that novels. they could have drawn from, but I can't go make Star Wars movie. No. Um, we're gonna make know, a Star Wars commercial. I'm not even. I'm not even. Yeah, we we are. Yeah. And it's gonna be great. Better than the tur- better the, than the, Star Wars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> people are gonna be talking about this skit we do for thirty years. Thirty years. They're gonna cosplay <laughs> us. Yeah. No. Um, but no. Um, Star Wars. The, the sequel sucked. The sequel no. Sucked. Um, but no, I get it. I can tell that. The, um, being a creative person is hard. Being a creative person is hard. Um, Especially when you have expectations. Exactly, When, when yeah. you're creating things like the menu, when you're creating things that that have nothing to compare it to. Yeah. And even if they, even if they have a book for source material. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's a book. You know, you can make your adaptation, twist it how you want. But when you're when you're coming in at the end of an era, mm-hmm. and we I talked about this with some people at work. Um, for those of you who have watched Game of Thrones, which I'm assuming is, is most people have watched Game yeah. of Thrones, I did not hate the final season. Okay. And the reason why is going into it, the moment they said we want to do two more seasons, ten episodes each, an hour long each, and they cut it back to the final season was going to be like six episodes, and they weren't going to do a season after. Right. The moment that happened, I was like, they're going to steam through what they should have flushed out. We're going to see a lot of characters die very quickly. But when you look at Game of Thrones as a whole, they killed off 90% of my favorite people. Yeah. it was The whole show was nothing but plot twists and me going, no, don't do that. So for a final season to do that, uh, it was <laughs> it far, fits, far from the course. the theme, huh? Um, but, you know, they were, they were trying to move on to other things. And I think once you start adding in that that sort of overhang when you have producers and you have companies coming in and telling you what you can and can't do mm-hmm. and then you make a movie and then everyone points at you and go you made a trash movie well you, they weren't given limitless ideas 
They weren't given, you know, hey, do whatever you want to do. We'll back you. They were told you need to end it this season. Okay, well, now we're going to have to rush through and do that. Yeah. Um, and I think the same thing's happening while we don't have wins of winter yet from George R. R. Martin. I he's think, terrified. I think he's terrified. The mob is angry, man. Yeah, they're like, give us give us the real ending. Give us the real ending. chances are that was the, that was the real ending. That was... Chan- chances are he said, this is where I wanted to end up, and then it did. There's a few slight different. You you read the books, right? No. Oh my gosh. I keep forgetting. It's it's funny, and I, I'm very glad we are this way because you know far more about the you know, cinema and movies and shows, and I know the literature side of it. Yeah. And it's I, I enjoy this. So in the books, spoilers. The book came spoilers out. Spoilers for Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. The book the the last book came. I think Dance of Dragons came out like like ten years ago. Yeah. So just calm down. So where the book ends off is where Jon Snow gets stabbed. That's where it's left now. That's where it's left. So we, we don't have him... We don't even know if he's coming back. No. Honestly. But one of, some of the big twists and turns that they did not put in the show was... Um, one is Danny's not the last Targaryen. Right. There's this other one bopping around, right? Yes. Who's in charge of the, uh, the Golden... Uh, I think the Golden Company. Yeah. Is coming to Westeros mm-hmm. to invade Westeros... To pave the way, because he knows Danny's out there yeah. with dragons in Marine, so he's on his way to. Uh, if I'm, if I'm, it's also been years since I've read. I could be misquoting right. it. Um, so Jon Snow, we don't know what happens to him, but his mom, um, or his his uh, stepmom, or not. She's stepmom. like a, a mystical being, right? Yeah. So they cut her throat yeah. uh, at the red wedding. Well, they bring her back. The red god brings her back, but she can't talk. Right. Well, she just starts like hanging people. <laughs> and just like killing people, like that's people that cool. people that have done her wrong. Yeah, she captures Brienne of Tarth. Whoa! So that that's left there, and is like you failed my family. You were supposed to protect my kids and protect me, and you failed. That's all we see from her. Oh man! So there's there's potential. You have right. characters that aren't, and there's there's this mystery character, this man, right? Like this, like this is like what are they? I, like I said, I haven't read it, but it's heavily implied that this mystery guy is. A resurrected Ned Stark. Yeah, there's so the Red God resurrects a lot of people, right? Um, which brings up, I so you know I'm fine with religion being in books because I think that adds a lot more to the world. Got to build a world. Yeah, you got to build a world. So you, when, you, when you throw in religion and currency and stuff like that, that's fine. Um, I love it. Love it. Give me more of it. But when you have a world that has like multiple religions, like Westeros, mm-hmm. you have the old gods. Yeah. You have the seven. Yeah. You've got the the, the, red, the, red. the red god and the many-faced god, which I think the many-faced god and the red god are, are, are similar enough to where it's almost the same. Right. But, so, in the just just take those. I know there's more gods. Dorne has theirs. Everyone has theirs. So, you've got these gods. Oh, and then you've got the drowned god. Yeah. The, that the, the, the uh, Iron Isles. From the Iron Isles. So, the, the, the drowned god, which... They drown people mm. and then give them CPR and bring them back. And like, oh, the drowned god brought them back. Right. You gave them CPR. Um, then you have the seven that don't seem to do anything. You have the old gods, which are you know just creepy trees that don't seem to really do anything. Yeah. Which, you know, granted, Bran. Then you have the Lord of Light. You have the Lord of Light who's <laughs> catching swords on fire, bringing people back from the and dead. Everyone's like, nah. Everyone's like, that's not real. Ah, well. That's, that's not real. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's... That's, that's baffled me. Then you have the many face god, which is giving people many faces. Yeah, that's it's like. Put fingers in my ears. I'm going to go talk to these trees. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> crazy talk. Crazy um, talk. 
But so, and then this week... Um, now, I heard, I heard, another thing I heard that Euron Greyjoy um, is, like, trying to usurp the drowned god in the book or whatever and become this evil, awesome being, and he's scary and not just some scoundrel. Well, like, well, well, well then they, they also, they have these ho- this horn, it's supposed to be like a dragon horn. Yeah. And when this one guy blows it, it literally, like, burns him and kills him Whoa. while he's doing it. Um, and then if you read some of his other works, you have, there's supposed to be uh, another horn north of the wall uh-huh. that summons in an ice dragon. Whoa. And, and the, the army of the, of the wildlings have this horn and are going to break the wall with this ice dragon they summon with that. So there's, there's a lot. There more. was not enough fantasy in the TV series. There, no, I said it. No. <laughs> fantasy, fantasy, they, they did fantasy in the beginning and then they said, now we're just going to make it uh, a big brother survivor you know, drama. Um, the problem is fantasy doesn't translate. Historically, fantasy doesn't do well on television. Um, I think we're finding that out with the new Willow series. So, <laughs> I've never watched. Never seen Willow? Never saw Willow. Don't hey, know man, anything. I'm not going to yell at you. You should watch Willow, though. So I, never, I don't it's know. It's so fantasy. It is the most fantasy thing that came out in that era, I think, other than maybe Legend. Have you seen Legend? No. This is a this is the fantasy guy. I'm talking fantasy. I'm talking to book the fantasy guy. guy. No, you need to watch Legend. You need to watch. Is Willow. that one with Keanu Reeves? No, Legend had Tom or, Cruise. Tom, okay, wait. Yeah. Who was the bad guy? Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Okay, big, yes. Big Satan guy. Yes. So essentially I, Satan. I knew I knew that Tim Curry had played it. I, I, I'm essentially Satan is the name of my band. Go look us up on Spotify. Oh my god. <laughs> People are gonna start searching it. They're gonna get a rude awakening <laughs> yeah, when they find that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, so TV for me really wasn't my medium because we didn't have it. So right, yeah, so I hear you. Being raised without it, you know. Well, those are movies I just mentioned, but yeah. but yeah, anything you wanted, you had to, but you had to get shipped stateside. True. So you missed out on like. There's this aesthetic of '80s and early '90s dark fantasy TV shows. Everything's candle lit. It's always big, muscly guy with unrealistically huge swords, and they always Conan? have a pet. Yeah, Conan. But there were other, you know, there were things trying to cash in on that Conan atmosphere back in the day. I'm still All trying. That's, prince... why I, that's why I work out. I want to be Conan. Oh, okay, yeah, totally. You want to be able to swing a sword that's three times your height. Look, back to Game of Thrones, the yeah. mountain. Oh yeah, big guy. Uh, Thor Bjornsson. Yeah, he's impressive. He's, I mean, that was that was ridiculous. But no, so so I was raised. Yeah, I was born in '89, so I, you know, technically an '80s baby, raised in the '90s. But I was actually raised in like the '60s. Like so the how far back? Yeah. Yeah. So so I knew Home Improvement because of the my grandparents sent me VHSs. Uh-huh. That's about it. Saved by the Bell, nothing. Family Matters, never seen it. Um, what else? Just start naming shows, and I'll probably never. Full see House. Them. No, I oh, no, I, I know of it. My sister's a big fan. Right. I've probably watched less than two episodes. Yeah, those were all a little before me. I remember Full House, Fresh Prince. I know it. I know it because of my adult time. Right. I saw that in my late twenties. Ah, okay. Because everybody kept yelling, "You need to watch Fresh Prince." Good and show, right? Oh my goodness! The it, acting it, is so, way too good for a sitcom. The acting's way too good. The stories are way too good. Yeah. Like they, they real world issues. That are completely skipped over in today's TV. Yeah, they talked about that. They stuff. They talked about it and cried through it. And yeah. that's that's good stuff. Yes. And so, it, you know what? Someone talked to me the other day, and 
I got a little upset with them because I do that about pop culture for some reason. Um, they were like, man, isn't it crazy that, uh, that that guy from that sitcom, Will Smith, is such a good actor? And I was like, no, it's not crazy. They did such good acting on that show. Yeah, like, he's phenomenal. Yeah, better sitcom acting than other stuff I've seen. Now, I am a, I am a, 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 an avid believer that, that everybody, to some degree, sucks. Sure, yeah. We all make mistakes. Nobody's better than anybody else. I'm not, we're not going to cash in and, and go all crazy with Will Smith's slap and stuff like that. I don't agree with violence. Like sure, that. yeah. Looking back on like on his acting, Men in Black. Great. Great movie. Wild Wild West. Good movie. Well, good. he was a good part of the movie. But yes. I think it's wacky enough to work. That movie That movie was never supposed to be taken seriously. But boy, was it good. It was good, yeah. It was good. Um, was it was, uh, I Am Legend? Yeah. Yeah, he did that. Um, Pursuit of Happiness. God, that's a good movie. The guy does good movies. He does good movies. Here's the problem with people involved in Scientology. They do good movies. He's a Scientologist? I think they're I think they're involved in it. I'm pretty sure that um his wife don't take anything I say seriously. I don't know these people. We anyway. we fact checked everything anyway, we're talking about. Um I'm pretty sure that his if you don't know how Scientology works, <laughs> If you're above someone in the hierarchy of Scientology, you can spit in their face, kick them in the balls, shoot them, and they're what? not allowed to do anything to you. They're not allowed to bring up legal action. He's not allowed to divorce his wife because she's of a higher rank in Scientology. If he wants to, he can't leave. So he would need to like rank up. Or He's... leave Scientology, but they would harass him for the rest of his life and ruin his career. That happened to Tom Cruise's uh, Katie Holmes. Yeah, yeah, they you know they they still I'm pretty sure sent her letters. Wow. David Miscavige, the um the, the the leader of Scientology right now, he's on the run. No one knows where he's at. His wife's been missing for years. Uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get brigaded in the comments from there's there's they have social media people. Now I don't what? Th- I don't think we have a wide enough reach for that to matter, but they have social media people. That like go scour the internet to de- quote unquote debunk things about Scientology. So, so I, we've talked about this loosely, um, and this podcast is is meant and it, it's for one for us to have fun and talk. Yeah, uh, us to talk about just fun topics that we are we are involved in. Um, we do keep it clean. We don't want to do you know anything vastly or wildly inappropriate. Um, but I am religious. Um, I'm a Christian. Me, me um, too. And uh, I'm very. Very, very, very big on my religion. I study it out. I read. I pray. I'm a very active participant. Um, and in my in my walk with God, I have I've studied other religions. Um, one to, to to I love knowledge and I love learning and I'm right. interested in history. Um, Plus, I, it's just world culture. It's world culture. About. Yeah. And in, in the, at the end of the day, and I know you and I have a similar uh, aspect on this. I don't want to unknowingly offend. People, their culture, anything of that mm-hmm. matter, um, without due cause. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to say something that's going to offend you when I didn't mean to do that. Right. It's causing un unnecessary hurt on people. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll educate myself, and I love yeah. learning. Never researched out Scientology. You, you should, and they they have anyone that knowingly is involved in Scientology beyond the bottom level knows things that that make them a terrible person the more they move up, I think. Really? 
because you you have to honestly believe you are naturally better than the people below you. They believe they are better than the people that aren't Scientologists. Wow. Um, if you spe- if anyone speaks out against Scientologists, they have this amazing legal team that are all Scientologists that will come after you. They own the Cult Awareness Network now. They won a lawsuit against the Cult Awareness Network, and now they own it. Oh my goodness! Um, we're getting we're getting this it's a thing. it's a it's a a religion that was made up by a guy named L. Ron Hubbard for a bet. And he ran with it, man. How old Terrible is it? sci-fi rap. Huh? How, how old is the religion? I think it came about in the 60s or 70s. Okay. Very new. It's not... I think it's classified as a religion technically because of how many people um, practice it. But it's insane, man. It, he's a sci-fi writer. Him and two other sci-fi writers got into this bet and said, I bet we can make a religion. And he did it. <laughs> and if you look, if they if they came up with Battlefield Earth sucks, I think it's terrible sci-fi. I really do. That's my separate from my feelings on Scientology. I think it's a horrible story. But man, if he would have wrote the story of Scientology into a story, I, I'd read a book about Xenu. What if this is all him doing prep work, and then he comes out? In a few years, and they all come out. Well, he's like, dead. Well, then, like, like his yeah. estate come out, and they go, "Hey, all this was fake. It was just for a book idea." They know. They put a book on the table. Here's all a, the Scientologists yeah. are sitting there drooling at them, going, "What?" And like, yeah, this is just so, a joke. So plain and simple. Other than maybe Tom Cruise, I think they all know. <laughs> Except for Tom Cruise. Except for Tom Cruise, I think he genuinely believes it. He's just too enthusiastic. Um, he saluted a picture of L. Ron Hubbard, and they're trying to scrub the internet of that video, but it's it's there. But no, um, they know it's about the power they get. Look, their legal team is so good, and once you reach a certain level, I, I don't remember the names of them, but they have names for these levels. You're allowed to kill people. What? Yeah, they're like, you're untouchable. Basically, and the, the church is like, if you kill someone, and they find out it's you, don't worry, we got you. Well, no, I, I will say I've seen where people, uh, what's his name from from that '70s show? Hyde, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're protecting him. Yeah, the moment, the moment, because he was on the ranch with yeah. uh, um, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton, and, I just yeah. keep wanting to call him Kelso. <laughs> I just I relate to the characters, not right, the people. Yeah. Um, but I remember that the moment that the accusations started coming out, it was boom. He was gone. He was living on a compound. It was you, nobody could reach him. They just absorbed him back in, and yeah. you, you sit tight here. Sorry, the reason I know so much when I was in college, I, I was gonna, um, I was gonna take class. I wanted to research cults. Yeah, uh, and and I did. <laughs> and <coughs> Scientology is the most successful cult ever, ever. I, I would I would have to agree just based on based on what I know of other cults and based yeah. on what you're telling me now. One is the fact that they are still actively growing. Yeah, act. Yeah, they're getting most most cults huge and... plateau. Start to go down well, and then have yeah. a very terrible, abrupt ending. Right. Well, the good news is, no matter what, a cult usually destroys itself. Has to. It usually does. I, you know, maybe I think maybe Waco is the closest thing to outside influence destroying the cult, but they end up destroying themselves too. But they end up wrecking themselves. I'm pretty sure with David Miskovich being on the run, he's probably gone off the deep end finally. We'll see what happens. They're always as the way that's ingrained to like 
Los like Hollywood culture now. I think there'll always be some form of Scientology now. Well, I'm sure. But, I'm sure that we, you know when we were talking about uh, Brendan Fraser, uh, we're talking about you know all these other actors. I think Johnny Depp was what waiting at a at a bar when he was discovered or something. Something like that. Um, most of these people are so you know, and, and we would be everybody would be if somebody came in and said, "Hey, you've got the thing." Right. We'll give you a million dollars. Come be an actor. You're never gonna have to work a day. In your life. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna have to worry about bills. Yeah, you do it. They're getting you're, heartbeat. Yeah, you're gonna do it. And then for them to say, and we've we've seen thousands of documentaries, thousands of court cases where people take advantage of people and say, "Hey, it's Hollywood, baby." Right. And this well, is that's just the way it is. This is. The way it is. And and then they take people under their wing. This is in all forms of life. Mm-hmm. That you know, you go to a church, somebody takes you under your wing. You start a new job, you have a mentor. Yeah, you have mentors. Yeah. So it would make sense that for the. It's so easy to recruit to say, look, I'm hyper famous. Yeah. Because there's a difference between famous and... And Brad Pitt. Yes. <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> where, where they're going to sit down, hey, you're, you might be famous for a few years, and then you have the ones that have stood 20, 30 years. Right. Um, and for them to come in and say, hey, come join my team, come join this, and they fall right in line. For before sure. you know it, like you said, if, if it's layered anything like some of the other cults were... The, as you grow up in layers, you also have to do things that they can now blackmail and keep you in. You have to stay. Yeah, you, you, you find out the thing. It's like the mob. <laughs> yeah, if you leave, you're not just going to walk away and you know wash your hands of it. Bad things are going to happen. Well, so, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that that. Now, obviously, I'm not in that industry, but I've heard that with productions leaving the Los Angeles area and stuff like they are now. You know, well, here in Atlanta, it's getting pretty big. Um, I think that a bit of that's changing, and it's getting better the more production companies you have. You remember, remember we were talking about like with it was just Universal, MGM, Fox. Mm-hmm. Now you know there's a bunch of stuff people can do outside of those companies. It doesn't make or break you. I'm hoping that culture is changing. Yes, they're weeding. If, if they can get rid of Harvey Weinstein, that that guy was yeah. considered untouchable for a while. So that's a good sign, I think. Well, but Scientology does feed on that. We're also we're we're getting into some weird weird stuff that's happening in our time. Um, Brandon Sanderson is is you know a phenomenal writer. You know writes for uh, for Thor, um, and probably their most profitable writer for years. Probably keeps that and that they're a for those like we're gonna get into some weird nerd stuff. Um, the stuff that I really found interesting was you had you know back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you had all these publishing houses. Yeah. You could submit unsolicited uh, query letters or mm-hmm. manuscripts and get published. Well, then what happened was some of the bigger houses started buying up smaller houses. Right. And then other bigger houses saw that and bought up their smaller houses mm-hmm. until you have like Penguin, Macmillan. I, th- I wanted to say it's either s- three or seven, I can never remember. But there's uh, that pretty much own everything. Right. And But they leave those publishing houses as small little groups. So like this is, you know, uh, uh, Tor is a science fiction fantasy part of Macmillan. So Macmillan doesn't produce science fiction and fantasy, but they do because they own them. Right. Um, and so it's, it's weird. Everybody's owned by everybody, um, except for the big companies. Well, he's probably the profiting guy at that company. And he's even said it. He's come out and he's like, look, I make them more money than all their other writers combined. I mean, it's, yeah. And that's just that's not bragging. That's that we look at numbers and that's what the numbers say. 
Well, then COVID hit, and he went to, he went into hiding for for seven and a half hours, and in that seven and a half hours, he wrote like twenty books. <laughs> like it was he can't he he went radio silent for a little bit, which authors do all the time. Right? Authors aren't aren't rock stars. Right? They don't like being in the spotlight and stuff. One, they don't like being in the spotlight, and two, people don't care. Oh yeah, I mean they see him for if a you're second. not Stephen King, I mean well even even Stephen King. We're not running around with our shirts off and writing music. We're, we're sitting in front of a computer or a typewriter or a piece right. of paper. And we go, hmm. Scribble, 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 scribble. Hmm. Right. <laughs> that is our work. We're not over there just playing a guitar, eyes closed. You know, it, There's it, no reason to keep looking sexy if you're an author, right? There's no. There's, there's no. And you don't get enjoyment by just being around. Like if you're around a musician and they're doing their art, right? Everybody in the room can enjoy. But if you're watching a guy write a book, it's like if, okay. If you enjoy that, go to Starbucks. Yeah. Everybody there's writing. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but so he wrote like 15 books, but he's self-publishing most of them. And he did a <laughs> he did a Kickstarter. He said, "Look, I'm going to release all these books. You could get a subscription box." Where you pay this one thing, and then he'll knock these books out, and he'll he'll get them, and you'll get them into your hands, which was huge. Well, now he's refusing to use Audible for his audiobooks because mm-hmm. of their percentage that they're paying their their writers. He, right. he thinks it's too small of a percentage, so he's able to like say, no, that's not okay. That this is no longer okay in the industry, and he he's very he's he's humble bragging, which well, I, I, he's really coming from a position. He he knows what position he's coming from. Very self-aware. He's being open about it. Yeah, he's like, I can afford this. Other people can't, so I'll stand up. And I, hey, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Um, but I was listening to that, and I'm going, this is good, this is good. And then I, I was scrolling through videos while I was doing dishes, and an interview with Tupac came up. And he was like, there's too much money in the world for there to be hungry and starving people and homeless people. Yeah. And he was like, there shouldn't be... $130 million lottery when next to the lottery place is homeless people. Right. You shouldn't have, and he says, like, if you earn your money, you earn your money. We shouldn't have megalo rich people that are buying billion dollar yachts. And I don't remember the numbers and stuff. And I just sat back and I was like, well, yeah. And then it brought me back to one, why don't we have Batman in real life yet? Yeah. Why hasn't because good people don't end up that rich is why good people don't end up that rich. You have to sell something to get that rich. Yeah, and I mean um, it's the same thing like looking at Liver King when he said that I'm not on steroids. I'm just perfectly in shape for six years. Yeah, at at what forty five or something? Yeah. How old he? Yeah, that doesn't happen. You look at extremely <laughs> rich people. I didn't hurt anybody to get here, and I never yeah. did anything shady. Exactly. Doesn't it kind of make you a little sick to your stomach when like? You talk about this, and everyone calls you a communist. Like maybe by saying that rich people should have enough at some point. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> that makes that makes me, you know, socialist, a socialist. Yeah, a, yeah um, it's weird because and it's a conflicting. Who worships these billionaires? Yeah, like these people have done nothing for. You. I mean, look, they provide a service. But they're getting compensated way beyond what the service provides. And let's be honest, if you told me there's a cap, like mm-hmm. let's say let's say hypothetically you put a billion dollar cap, nobody can have more than a billion dollars. Yeah. I would not wake up tomorrow and go, Well, I'm gonna quit trying. Well, dang it. 
If I can't have two billion, there's no point. Like, there's no point. No, no. people would still work for a billion dollars. Yes, but it's a weird battle because I want people to be able to do whatever they want to do as long as they're not hurting people. Yeah. But also, I want people to not suck and help people. Yeah, help people. Like, if everybody, if everybody who had countless money said, "We're gonna quit putting rockets into space," we're gonna quit doing this, and we're gonna fit, we're gonna solve. The, 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 you know, the energy crisis. And by that, I mean, we're, I want to go full Nikola Tesla. We sure. have free energy. That being said, a lot of the, the stuff they do to get those rockets into space does help us get to the energy thing. What, but what do we get from the space portion of it? If we, just, if we said quit trying to put this, this technology into getting up there to fixing here, because how yeah, much, maybe you're right. what happens when a rocket blows up? That's, that's it. That's, that's a lot of money gone. It, it, and what did, what did we learn? Nothing. So that, that's my issue. No, with we learn plenty from rocket explosions. I'm just not an expert on that. We do learn some, but it, the way that they go about it is it's it's we learned this over here so that maybe we can somehow one day put it onto this basket over here right, yeah. and maybe make them connect. Why not put all the money you're putting into this basket into this basket first? Yeah, maybe. So why not? I'm open to trying new things. Right. NASA just got a boost of their funds, so maybe we'll get some cool stuff out of it soon. Why? So they can try to keep up with SpaceX? No, no, they're 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 gonna make some cool stuff. Trust me. You know what I want? What? Solar power roads. Yeah, that that should be a thing. It is a thing. Yeah. We can't have it. Yeah. Because rich people don't want us to have roads that heat themselves up, light up the lanes, and can protect first responders by notifying and flashing red that there's something That'd be legendary, ahead. right? And they're solar panels on top of being roads so they can Power charge. City. No. Yeah. I know my hometown could get powered by like two solar power roads, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't even take much. Mm-mm. And But you know what You know what they're trying to put their energy and money into right now? What's that? Tunnels. 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 Elon Musk right now is really saying, look. Yeah. What happens if it gets clogged up? Have you seen the, the Hyperloop? And, uh, yeah, that's not good. He, he said you can go at least 100 tunnels deep. Well, I would not want to be on level 99. No. 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 Look. Trains. Needs, we need trains. Plain and simple, everyone needs to stop the worship of these insanely rich people. They hardly did. I think Bill Gates did some smart stuff. Um. Doesn't make him an expert in everything. No. Um, Elon Musk made some smart moves. He didn't invent anything. He made some smart moves. He, he, paid. Hi- he hired a lot of really smart guys. Yeah. And like you said, he did smart things. Because people, people associate Bill Gates with everything Microsoft ever did as and if he did just, it by himself. Exactly. That's just not. He didn't. They associate Steve Jobs with everything Apple did that he created it by himself in his garage, no, that everything. guy was, a, was more of a face after a certain point. Yes, and most of them are visionary. Sure, but once you get, but I mean, even even this, if once we get enough money, we'll hire people to, to help us with cameras right. and help us with this. You you push that stuff out until eventually the company's running itself. Yeah, and then you you stand there and hold up the new device you didn't create and say, yeah. "Look what I did." Look what I did, and yeah. I'm not taking anything away from any of these. Sure, people. yeah, I mean, the world's a better place because of it. Well. Is it, did Apple make the world a better place? Yes. Tell us in the comments if you think so. I love my iPhone.
I do too. I'm a big fan of my iPhone. <laughs> but no, it's it's weird because I mean I know we're getting into into a lot of really weird. Yeah, topics. this is a weird episode today. Weird we, episode. we we just decided to talk today. And we're we're gonna go down this road. We're gonna we're yeah. gonna keep on going because I, I don't want, and I think most ninety nine percent of people don't want to see people suffer. True. Ninety nine. Those aren't the people that crawl their way to the top. Those aren't the people that crawl their way to the top. Ninety nine percent of people don't like the fact that we have homeless people. Right. Anywhere in the world, right? Not just America, because I think Americans have have a tendency, and I'm sure other people in other countries too. Mm-hmm. Too, you you um, isolate problems, and you say, you know, there's homeless people in America. We need to fix that. I agree. There's also homeless people elsewhere. Yeah. Can we fix that too? Right. Like I have no problem helping. And we can. People. We can. Um, and I have no problem helping people in other countries, and it just makes me frustrated. When you see people who are like stupid wealthy, not even not Conor McGregor, not mm-hmm. movie star, you're talking when when they start doing math where they say they could spend ten million dollars a day and for a thousand years not run out of money, and I go, look, no issue with you having that, but I do have an issue. Why aren't you helping people? And they go, oh, I, I donate a little bit to a nonprofit. You could stop so much. And yep. then you got people like Ashton Kutcher, who's dedicated a large portion of his life to helping stop uh, sex trafficking, mm-hmm. and is is becoming the face of this. And is you've got people that do it, yep. but how often do you see that in the news? It's not. No one wants to hear about that. I do. I know you do. But what people want to hear about is all the danger. The world is so much safer now. It is so I, much safer now. But we hear more about danger now and. That's what sells, and that's what fear, and it sells. It, it does sell, and that makes me sad because I miss good things. I miss hearing about people uh-huh. who are doing heroic things, people who are doing... I had to, de- I had to define hero to somebody. Um, we were talking about some of our favorite superhero movies, um, and I had said, uh, I had made a comment about The Watchmen. I thought The Watchmen was a, a great, great comic line, mm-hmm. and he said, well, they're not superheroes. What's a superhero? That was the question. Yeah. And I said, so you... and I said, well, anybody can be a hero, right? And it's not for anybody to decide, except for the people that call them hero. Mm-hmm. So if 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 uh, Doctor Manhattan saved anybody, they would call him their hero, right? And so we were talking about it, and I was like, you know, you got first responders can be heroes. Random dude at the grocery store can be a hero. Anybody can be a hero. <laughs> Speaking of which, I just saw a video of this pizza delivery guy that ran into a burning building and saved like three kids. Hero. Named Nick, by the way. We need to get him on here. I know, that's what I was thinking. That's a good one. Somebody make that happen. <laughs> I say somebody like it's not me, you, and Brandon doing all the work here. <laughs> yeah, let's get our people on it. We'll that. get our people on it. We, we yeah. end the podcast and then we get on it. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, but you know what's going to be in the news? Some breakup in Hollywood. That yeah. didn't actually happen. Right. Um, I got, I, I watched something the other day, or it, it flagged, and it was clickbait, and it was talking about how, you know, uh, I think it was somebody picked on Brendan Fraser in one of the movies, like, mm. off of, off the set. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, who, who picks on him? And then you click on it, and it was first few paragraphs of, you know, Brendan Fraser's so nice, he's so loving, how could anybody pick on him? And then you get to it, and the co-star picked on him in a good way. Right, yeah. It's... And it wasn't at all what it was leading to be. And it, my, at the very end of the article, it goes, gotcha, now everything loves him, but hey, please subscribe, please pay for my, all of these things. My, my favorite clickbait 
is when it goes huge star exits Marvel property. Click on there. Oh my God, what happened? Oh, the guy that voiced um, the computer in one scene decided not to return. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now, speaking of, of people leaving, did you see House of the Dragon? Yeah. The showrunner yeah. left? Yeah, because um, like his wife played a maid on there or something, so right? His, from my understanding, his wife, uh, he was the show one of the showrunners, mm-hmm. and he got his wife... Um, an acting job is made now that's that's the way the article is written i don't know what her what her uh her credentials were before she might have gotten it without him usually <laughs> if you're married to the boss yeah and you get a job you probably yeah yeah you probably that i'm not saying that was the only sounds reason like a little nepotism but it sounds like hey it's not what you know it's who you know kind of thing yeah but so he got her a job as that and then wanted to move her to showrunner with him. Wow, that's a big step up. And and HBO came out and they were like, I guess I guess they got into an argument and they were like, you know, she's never been a showrunner from what from what the article said. Doesn't even is she even in the industry at all or apparently not. Just this guy's wife. Just this guy's wife. Okay. And he was so so bent on my wife is going to be the showrunner of House of the Dragon or I, I quit. And apparently it got so heated they had to get mediators involved and had to have people talk between them. They couldn't meet together. HBO and the showrunner could wow. not meet together. Wow. And he quit. And I'm like, hey, I'm all for stand by your guns, but you just left arguably one of the biggest shows right now. Right. And possibly doomed it to mediocrity. That and also now... Let any... down the fans. Well, that, but also, like, what? Yeah. what who's hiring you? Yeah, after that, no one's going to work with that guy now. No, because, yeah. hey, we, I've got an idea for a show. This sounds like a good show. And I've got the perfect person to play life, this. However, yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous and unprofessional. And you, you see that happens a lot where, where people bring on people that shouldn't be in those roles. Yeah. And then you, well, what happened? Well, they were best friends. It's, at a certain time, there's business and then there's friends and family. Yeah. And sometimes they mix well. Tim Burton? Pulls his same eight people to everything he I mean, does. They, they they can work their property. They can work that property. They, they it know. works. He's got a style. His, they've his, got a style. His wife just happens to look like a Tim Burton character. So. <laughs> and his friends and everybody in his circle looks like he drew them yeah, to life. Exactly. Um, he was drawn to them for that reason, probably. I mean, Adam Sandler did it with the, yeah, with the yeah. Happy Madison uh, franchise. Yeah, for and they're a while. all the same guys because they know what they want. You you can build a franchise around these people. Yes. But when you grab someone that's just off the street, I'd say off the street, it was his wife, but from what I can tell, I had no ex- prior experience in anything. I just say, here, she gets to do this now. You can that's only, crazy. You can only lie on your job application so far. Yeah, it only gets you, you know, so far. Like There comes a point in time where, where you have to prove that you can do the work. It doesn't matter who you are, what your name yeah. is, what, how much money. None of that matters if you can't do the job at a certain right. point. Like, just, I can't run a TV show. I have no idea. Even if I married that guy, I still couldn't run a TV <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, mean, I, have no, I have no idea. I'm a writer. I could probably write, and I, I've taken classes on script writing. I could probably write something that resembles a script. Right. It's not going to be a final product. Right. And then if you told me, hey, if let, let's just say I catch lightning in a bottle, one in a million chance I write a decent, good script. 
We edit it, we fix it up, boom, this is a script, let's make this movie. And a, and a production house says, Nick, we want to make your movie. We agree with your script, go ahead and make it. I have no idea what step two is. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, yeah, what else do I do? Yeah, I wrote a script. I don't know how to get a producer, a director, how to get a set, how to get equipment. Right. I don't know any, I don't know how much any of that's supposed to cost. I imagine the production company would handle that, but still, you don't know that. I don't know that. And even if the production, I don't know if they're taking advantage of me. I don't know how much I'm supposed to get paid. I don't know what big of a, of a say I get into it. I don't know any of this stuff. And there comes a point in time where if you just don't know your job, and even even in our lowly field of retail, they have hired people in to run multi-million dollar businesses, to run and be in charge of four and five hundred employees, and their resume look great. And day one, you start talking, and you realize they don't know. They, they, they don't know anything. Somebody yeah. made this resume for them, and they fabricated yeah. a thing or two. And it not only hurts them, but it hurts the 400 people that are working for them, and the customers, and the, it hurts everything. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all for everyone get a, get a shot, you know, do, do your thing. Shot. But there comes a time when you need to know, you need to be able to do what you say you can do. Yeah. That being said, there are professions you can lie your way through because they don't matter. We're not going to say those on the air. You're talking about politicians? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone Google George Santos. Is that his name? I don't know. Santos with an R next. Yeah, Santos, Republican, New York. Google that guy. Lies. <laughs> he said his he said his mom was a Holocaust survivor or something. Wasn't. Oh, oh yeah. Um, Santos isn't his real name. A <laughs> lot of politicians have gotten caught yeah. lying. It's all a joke. If pe- people who get really into politics, and we're we're not a politic podcast, we no. don't get into. It. We're not going to tell you what to vote or what to do. Um, but people who get, I mean, to fisticuffs over this stuff. Because, I mean, it's a, no, no, they don't care. Same about thing it. as worshiping billionaires. Yeah, they don't, they don't care, care about, about us. us. They don't care about us. Yeah. I have never heard a politician that I said this guy is somebody I follow. Everything this person. I've never met or heard. A writer, a famous person, TV show, what? Nothing. No. Nothing. I've never looked at them and said that's somebody that yeah. I can, except for Keanu Reeves, that that's somebody that I will take unsolicited right. advice from. And m- most of these people are from affluent families. They didn't live the same life. Just so happens. Now there yeah. are people, especially nowadays, with with cell phones and sure TikTok fame. You got people that are coming from nothing to something. Yeah, and you can tell sometimes yeah. too. But then a lot of them disappear <laughs> very quickly. Well, that's the thing about it. You look about at that like, kind of fame. Yeah, look at like the '90s, early 2000s. We're still talking about Britney Spears. Yeah, she's still in the news. I don't think she's made good music in a long time either. I don't know if she's Which is, made music. By the way, that's what she's famous for. Everyone, I don't <laughs> know if anyone remembers that. <laughs> but and we talk about Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. Most of these are older actors and actresses. Yeah. Now Brad Pitt, he, he continually makes good properties. Oh, some of them do. But look in the last 15 years, how many people have become the next Oh, thing? yeah, you're right. And then, shoom, they're gone. Yeah, true. They, they're multi-billionaire you know, musicians, gone. Yeah. Lose everything. Multi-billionaire TV, gone. Lose everything. That is something. I mean, just... Uh, what's his? Oh my, what is his real name? Played on uh, Big Bang Theory, Sheldon. Um, Parsons. Yes. Bill Parsons. Is that it? Maybe. I don't know. We don't. We don't research anyway. any stuff. <laughs> but was the lead in one of the biggest TV yeah. sitcoms? 
quit it. Like just ended it. They they had a two year contract. He played a purple alien voice in one movie, and that's all I've heard from him. He he did. Uh, he's done. Um, oh my goodness, he did that one. The the space movie. Oh my goodness. No, the live action one about Uh NASA's rockets. Oh yeah. Um. Oh my good, phenomenal movie. I have to look that one up. That movie was absolutely great. Me and my kids watched that. We're gonna record the um, the name later and just. Edit it in crudely. It's yeah. gonna sound horrible. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon just added in. He's gonna record it on his iPhone speaker, so it's gonna sound terrible. It is called Hidden Figures. Never mind. We're just gonna do that. Hidden Figures. Oh, I look at love that movie. Love that movie. Oh, it's about the women that helped on the yeah, yeah that solved all the math problems yeah. and we're killing it. Um, uh, and all, great movie, great movie. Watch that movie. Um, but he was in that small role, and he's done a lot of random small roles. Nobody really talks about him anymore. And he was at the top. Big Bang cast was everywhere yeah. on seven nights a week. Oh, we were, yeah. Oop, gone. Recognizable guy. If they see him, they know who he is. But now, what do we know him from? That one thing. Yep. Big Bang Theory. But even like I said, musicians, bands. We still are talking about that the um, the emo bands from our childhood are doing yeah. a reunion tour. Oh, man. Oh. But name any of... My na- back. Name any new emo bands... That are still together, still withholding the you know the test of time in the last. I don't 15 know. Years. Modern baseball, front bottoms, never citizen. heard of Sorry, never I still listen to emo music. Are are they at the level of Blink One Eighty Two? I would call them emotional post hardcore or uh, post punk. No one's at the level of Blink. No. First like, off, you just listed than... off. There's that's too many genres. Sorry, yeah, you're right. There's Sorry. rock and roll. I was music nerding. Sorry. Yeah, would you have fourteen? No, Blink One Eighty Two. Look, Blink One Eighty Two. Just like Backstreet Boys. Yeah, you're not. That's honestly, you know what the thing is? They don't play that kind of music on the radio anymore. No, but they're still relevant. People search that music out. Yeah, that's how you listen to music now. You don't really find music on the radio anymore. It's the same songs on the radio. Every song on the radio sounds the same. I couldn't tell you who sing them. Well, what's his name? Char- uh, um, Charlie Puth is that his name? Maybe. Um, I don't. <laughs> couldn't tell you anything about any of his music. But apparently he's like got perfect hearing and perfect pitch. Uh-huh. Where he was like, I watched an interview where he like dinged a glass. Like he flicked a glass. Yeah. It was like A sharp. And he dinged it again and somebody hit it on a piano and it was perfect. That's cool. And it's it's mind-boggling what he can do. And he even took, uh, on one of the talk shows, he took a glass, took a spoon, hit it a few times, uh-huh. recorded it, and then made a song, like 45 seconds, just pitching it differently. That's um, pretty crazy. But this, he, is a, this is an artist? Yes. Well, he came out and he said everything on there is like the same four or five chords. And it's in the same rhythm. And then had him play it. And I think, um, the what's the ginger's name? Which ginger? The ginger musician. I don't know anything about musicians. I don't listen to music like that. If it's not movie scores. Oh, I know this one. I know this one. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran did the same thing. He said list off anything in the top 20. Had a guitar. Played the same four chords. And, and saying everything. Right. And he was like, they know what gets famous. Yeah. And they literally take that and, and it, plug that it in. It is the same music. It is the same music. Writers? Like, I, I remember you know, My Chemical Romance used to play on the radio. Yeah. Like on top 40 stations. Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy. Um, Cobra Starship. Panic yeah, the they play them on the radio. Yep. They don't do that I don't, anymore. I don't listen to radio anymore because it's all absolute garbage. Um, I'm okay with like, if music... Has an emotional uh, uh, Adele. I'll listen to Adele. That doesn't count. That, she's great. she's fine. They play her on the radio. 
But if you listen to music that, that makes you think, it makes you feel, I'm fine with that. But if you listen to music that is wildly inappropriate and derogatory towards uh, a gender, towards a race, towards anything that's, I just, I, I, it takes me out of the enjoying of the music and I go, well, I don't like that. I can't say that around my kids. Right. I don't want my kids saying this to other people. Right. And then if my kids can't listen to it or watch it, 90% of the time I don't because they're awake when I'm awake. That's, yeah, that's, that, my house is small, so like, you know, I can't just send her to her room because she'll hear it anyway. Yeah, same thing, <laughs> same thing here. My kids, my kids are smart enough to open doors now. Weird, they're, you know, 10 and 8, they can open doors. Yeah. So I close the door, and my house is 100 and something years old, so it doesn't have locks. Uh-huh. So they just, I close the door, and they go, okay, they turn the door and open the door, and like, did you mean to close it? I don't know. So, but, but, I said, fame is so weird. TikTok, Vines, which are dead now. Yeah, that was cool while it lasted. Vines was cool. But people got, like, stupid famous. You have streamers now, like Dr. Disrespect. Yeah. That play video. Huge. Huge. I bet someone told him, you can't make money playing video games, son. And he does. It's awesome. And I think at one point in time, he was developing maps for Call of Duty. Really? He actually helped develop them. That's cool. So He would know, right? Yeah. Um, But then even pre him, you had your Captain Sparkles doing your Minecraft fade. They're already starting to... Yeah. Kind of starting to go out. I mean, mean, look, here's the thing. Once you make your money, some of these guys honestly... Don't care. Yeah, you know... People change. I mean, most of these people started when they were 20. Yeah. You know, by the time you're 30, you know, your tastes change. Not mm-hmm. mine. And you're, you're old. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you're getting old. You're decrepit. And there's other things you want to spend your time on, too, I'm sure. Well, that's. I think when, when you do stuff like this, like what we're doing, play video games, mm-hmm. watch, when you do this stuff for free, or you even pay to do this. Right. Which we are. Which <laughs> we are. We're, we're, we pay to do this, and this takes time. I come home from work exhausted and tuck my kids in and then hop on a computer and yep. start uploading and editing. Um, when you do this for free, I couldn't see me being offered a million dollars and then go, no, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'll take the money, but I'm never talking nerdy stuff with you ever again. <laughs> this is This is not... But I mean, and there's even famous people that won't, like if, like, if you say, hey, we want you to come and talk to, you're a writer, we want you to come talk to a, a bookstore, you're already going to be in town. And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to talk to aspiring writers and inspire the young people. Yeah. That's $50,000. 50 though. grand. For five, show my face. For five minutes. Yeah. Like, why? If, you, if I got offered 50 grand it, for a one-time payment for something, that's helping my family in ways I couldn't articulate what, what I could do with $50,000. To help my family and to help other families. Yeah. To be able to help, you know, get food and get people's lights mm-hmm. turned back on. So, I mean, there's, that's too much. Every time people say, well, if you want a million dollars, what would you do? I immediately go, I could, I could help. I could help people. And I mean, I've, I've said this for years. I've told it to you. If this thing took off to where we're making a million dollars a month, if I can do this and still work a regular job, I'll still work a regular job. Eh, maybe. I might not. Oh, I would. <laughs> One, I, one, you know how much I, I think about while I'm out running around and doing work and, yeah. and letting my body do stuff? Yeah, true. But two, I mean, at a certain point, I only need a certain amount of money. Everything else, I have to donate. Because if not, I'll buy stupid stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you, make, you make a jet ski. That's cool. You make a jet ski that goes 500 miles an hour, and something inside of me goes, you need to ride that. 
ride the 500 mile an hour yeah. jet ski. Doesn't matter. And if money is no option, money right now is keeping me from doing stupid things. <laughs> that is the barrier in my life. Why am I still alive and not in a wheelchair or dead or in jail? Because God has restricted money from me because he knows I have no self-control. Yeah. I mean, because... Maybe I'm just easy to please and, and don't like exciting things. But, I mean, <laughs> everybody's got something to say. But if you had limitless money, if you're building a gaming system... Yeah, uh, it's going to be hardcore. I say, are you going to Walmart and just buying a cheap no, laptop? No, no, no. I'm not probably going to pay someone to build it for me anyway. That would eventually bleed out into everything. You're not just going to buy a house. You're going to buy the house you Big want. Big house. And then you're not going to decorate it. You're going to pay... Pay someone to decorate it with then, the most expensive thing. And then when it comes time to buy a vehicle... You're going to buy That's the, going to be the best vehicle. And now you have a 500-mile-an-hour jet ski. Congratulations. No, I'm not going to do that. In fact, if I buy like a sports car, it's never going over 65. 75 if we're on the interstate. Oh, my, I take my Toyota faster than no, that. No, I'm, I'm a very slow... I'm not, I don't know if you can tell by the tone in my voice. Very slow guy. I like taking it easy. So I used to be a very... I got to get to work 15 minutes early every day. Yeah. If you're not early, you're late. That's me too. I show up early all the time. So then I discovered, well, then I became salary and I realized mm-hmm. I get paid the exact same amount whether <laughs> I get there 15 minutes early or 15 right. minutes late. And then I watched all my bosses get there an hour late and leave an hour early and I was the one staying. But then I discovered um, I can listen to books while I drive. So now slow people get in front of me and I go, oh, I'm going to be in the car next year 15 minutes. Oh, no. Oh, man. I'm getting to chapter 37 today, boys. And I sit back and I enjoy listening to my book or whatever it is I'm listening to. um, And I take my me time. Oh, yeah. And I just sit back and I just finished listening to the uh, Ballad of Songbirds and Snake, the prequel to the Hunger Games. Uh, Yeah. Great. Good? It was really good. I enjoyed it. Same author? Same author. Okay. Um, This takes place when uh, President Snow is uh, like 18, 17, 18, okay. finishing high school, wants to go to university. The war has just ended. So like the capital's not a bustling metropolis of wealth. They're all like, people got into cannibalism. Mm. Like it, They're shaking it off. Yes. Like this is like the fifth Hunger Games. They just started Hunger yeah. Games. They, and they're literally just like throwing them into a field and going, all right. Not, none of the cool high tech stuff. None though. of that stuff. That's um, pretty neat. Really good book. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, and they're making a movie out of it. Oh, dope. So, I think they're trying to... I think dystopians are trying to come back. Yep. We need to be reminded of dystopia from time to time. Percy Alice. Jackson uh, is coming out. You got that. Oh, yeah. Got, I think young fa- young adult fantasy is about to make a resurgence. You got Percy Jackson, Hunger Games. You got Aragon. I think they're trying to... Re- you got Harry Potter rebooting. Did you know Harry Potter's rebooting? We should do an episode about that. <laughs> But I, I think they're trying to, what I really think is they're trying to make more money and they think there's money left on the table. And I also think they're trying course, to get... Of yeah. If there wasn't money left on the table, they wouldn't be... Wouldn't be touching it. Yeah. Because, like, apparently there's Star Trek shows again. Oh, there's so many. I haven't watched any of they're them. They're great, too. Are they, like, Next watched... Generation great? No. Deep Space Nine great? No, they're better than Deep Space Nine. Well, okay, listen. Right. Deep Space Nine wasn't terrible. Yeah, I'm going to get... Uh, I liked that. I was young when it came out, obviously. I liked everything. Cisco was the captain of... His name was Cisco. How cool was that? Yeah. But, um, no, the new Star Trek content's pretty good. Discovery was good. I haven't finished it, but it was it was good. Discovery was the... Is that the, was that the latest one? 
Yes, the latest of the mainline series. Enterprise was the prequel where they made the first ship. Yeah, Discovery is technically a prequel. It takes place before... um, Original series? uh, Before original series, yeah. Enterprise is when the ship Enterprise first sailed. I say sails, flew. Is it flying? Space is weird. Space Um, is weird and they they refer to everything in like nautical terms. Which makes sense, I guess. Um, But yeah... um, well, you know my you know my thoughts on space is just water. So oh god, <laughs> we're not we don't have time. We we, we need to wrap this up. That's here not soon. real. Don't judge him on that. Space is just water, man. It's just water, man. Oh god, we're just another level in the ecosystem, yeah. buddy. No, um, but so we years ago we watched uh, we went through we watched the original series and Amber just couldn't get into it. And honestly. If you weren't raised in that... Yeah, it's kind of hard to just go back and watch that. Yeah. Especially with all the other Star Trek content out there. But then then I, I, we watched Next Generation. Next Generation's my favorite. It's it's the best one. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. I mean, yeah. it's just uh, number two. Uh, Commander Worf. I mean, it's just... Beta. Real, just real people in it. Real people. And then you also had... You had other things going on on the Enterprise. You had people getting married. People having kids. People were trying to have a life. Yep. While also discovering planets yep. and also dealing with the the board, personal, yeah, very very complex. You cared about the the random characters that just had one off episodes. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, what, uh, you had a lot near the end. They start bringing in a lot of famous people. Well, yeah, because the show got big. The show got big, um, and then you then the finale. Uh, Riker went through and showed behind the scenes. It was just wonderful. Yeah. Um, we watched that. I'm not a big Voyager fan. It was that show was okay. So my issues with Voyager, and we got like seven minutes mm-hmm. left. So my issue with Voyager um, was they had multiple opportunities to go home, and didn't. So they could go help people. Yep. And then they would help people, and then immediately complain. We're not home. I wish <laughs> we were home. Why are we home? And then a wormhole opens up. And then go home. And Q's going to let him go home, or they can yeah. save this planet. They choose the noble right thing to save the planet, but then bellyache for the next three episodes on how much they wish they were home. Yeah. And so, like, they kept dangling, like, that commercial with the guy with the money on the end of the fishing pole. Oh, almost got it. Oh, so close. <laughs> and it, that when that's your main story is get home, after ten episodes, I was like, just go home. Just, you're just going home. <laughs> Um, but then we watched Deep Space Nine, and that was my first go through of Deep Space Nine. Everybody trashed on it because there's no Enterprise, right? Space Station. But man, was it Jadzia Dax, and you bring in this whole creature, and I mean, it was it was really cool this stuff. Was good, I liked it. it was I mean, obviously, good. I was very young, but I liked it. And then we watched Enterprise, and I was it was okay. It was okay. That's the thing. A lot of Star Trek stuff was just okay back back then. Discovery is very good. Yeah. Um, and I know they consider it more science fiction, but I I consider it a science fiction fantasy. When I think of science fiction, I think of Transformers, steampunk. Right. I think of like the we- Klingon race is more like a fantasy race to me. Yeah. Romulans. I mean. Yeah. One. I also thought it was how weird that all the aliens in the Federation are humanoid. Yeah, like 90% of the aliens we yeah, find not, are two-armed, two-legged. They, yeah. they are oddly human from the neck down, <laughs> but then they just have, yeah. it's almost like a mask they're wearing right. or makeup. But 
Well, no, I, I was, I was, obviously, I was really big into um, Star Wars because lightsabers and wars. but Star Trek had depth and had characters that again Captain Jean-Luc Picard is probably probably one of my favorite fictional characters yeah good good character couldn't have picked a better actor couldn't have picked a a, he sang yeah he was he was very he wasn't just this manly man he was he was very learned and artistic and and one of the first, one of the first experiences to me to watch somebody who did that, but then could also one was very knowledgeable, yeah, and was very thoughtful, inspired his people, and then flirted with the ladies. Exactly, yeah. And you have big burly Riker, and you got these you know, these giant ripped yeah. man, and then you've got this little old guy with just you know, pointing you know, yeah. pointing fingers and telling people what what's what. Let me tell you a funny joke in French, and the and I was like, yeah. wow, I don't have to be six foot three and, and two hundred twenty pounds of muscle. But I can. (laughs) (laughs) I can be both. (laughs) Find you a man that can do both. Can do both, and I can fix a light bulb. I just carried a table up a flight of you know obscenely steep stairs. I was out of breath, but you know that's okay. I sat in a chair and watched. I appreciate that. But I think we're about to end. So tomorrow, uh, this well, when this video or uh, this podcast airs, will be past. We're going to go. Actually, we're taking the Nick Squared Productions or podcast, whatever you want to call. We're going to go out in the world. Um, We're going. We're going to go on a little road trip to McKay's. I don't know if any of y'all have ever been to it. It's apparently um, from a lot of the comments. They said thrift, nerd, and geek heaven. Wow, those are awesome words to put together. Yeah. Uh, they sell, uh, have a whole, it's a two-story store, like warehouse that sells comics, vintage video games, books. And when I say sells, I mean thousands upon millions of copies of books from what it, one person. Yeah, I saw, I saw the picture and it's bigger than any library I've ever been in. One person complained that the bookshelves in some of the, because they, they organize it by genre. And if they get way too many science fiction, they double stack. So they're like, you might have to pull shelves out to see the books behind My them. God. Um, they have dump bins of like Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, I saw that. Um, good sell, prices. Good prices. VHS is for ninety nine cents, like collector's edition Star Wars stuff. Yeah. I guess they have enough merchandise that they don't have to sell you the the eBay price, the I know you want this price. And I mean, if you can get it cheap enough, people people will buy cheap things that they don't need because they're getting a deal. Yeah, yeah, they will. I will. I don't. I might be buying your Christmas gifts tomorrow with you there. Yeah, right. <laughs> you go, this is a really cool VHS, and I'll just pick it up. And Hide it for it. a year. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I've done I've done that. I've also forgotten, and, and then, then I found the gift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also have gifts on my shelf. That I was like, this was three years ago. They don't know, and I'll just put it. That's put, awesome. That's mine now. But So we're going to go try it out. Hopefully, we're going to film some stuff. Um, we're going to do some, do some cool things. Uh, we get a lot of likes and a lot of views on our shorts. Thousands. It seems like people like to watch us be goofy. So we're going to go be goofy in public and see how that turns out. So as always, thank you all for listening. I have been Nick. I was once Nick. He was once Nick. And together we are Nick Squared. And we'd like to say, you're welcome. You're welcome. Couldn't wait for me. I said, oh, we'll do one after. You're welcome. You son of a gun. You're welcome.